1: to the KBJ After The Show podcast. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After The Show podcast. Yeah, ho, we made it. At least to the After The Show. Hello, hello.
2: It is just Kevin Bird. Denny's and Suits. did get to talk to Virginia earlier today. She was traipsing around Tallahassee after doing Magnolia's orientation at Florida State. She was talking some smack about Gainesville and the buildings there and the way the campuses look. Uh, They had checked out Madison Social. Yeah, that was one of those places. I think it's called College Town, maybe. That is uh, not too far from the football stadium there in Tallahassee. It's a great little bar area. Kind a lot of, of woohoo, yeah, a lot of that going on, yeah, a lot of fun little places Somebody was asking, "Is I wore a Florida State hat here uh, a couple weeks ago?" And somebody's like, "Where do you get that?" I got it right in there, College Town in Tallahassee when I was up there.
1: You sports slut, you.
2: Yeah, I, I wear them all, man. I just like it. I, I don't don't have yeah. a hang up about that.
1: If Someone comes at you, just go, "Yo, bro," I just like sports, man. Step off. Well, I just yeah. To me, it's it, I don't know.
2: I'm, I'm okay with it. It's I great! Used, I'm not, I used to a, me wearing
1: the same team all the time. It's all right. It does get. I was a Braves fan for so long, and it does to step out and get something different. It's nice. Yeah, I, mean, I support your your slutty yeah. sport ways. Yeah, you know whatever. People always got something to say, don't they? Oh, that's the way. That's the way it all works. Bro.
2: Always got something to say. Uh, kicked off our free for all Fridays today too. Uh, getting that together. Thank you for all the people that submitted the requests. We're stacking them up. Love the audio ones, too. It's kind of cool when you hear somebody requesting the song they want to hear. Download the WRMF app. Use the little microphone. I had a little a uh, couple requests. Big Papa was a great way to uh, wrap up the regular show today.
1: That's my cut. You, Doris, I, I, I had the single of that at one point.
2: No doubt. Okay. I was playing that song, I think, when it was new, when I was a hip-hop DJ in California.
1: Oh, yeah? Did you have kind of like your own... How, how how were you as a hip hop DJ? What would you do? What was your flow like? I, I don't remember. I think I was a little bit more chill. Was you know up there in the
2: San Francisco Bay Area is uh, where I was, so I think it was kind of a little bit more relaxed. Tried to have a little bit of a flow, but it were was you it to was be rough. Kev, I definitely had a different <laughs> approach. Oh, I man. wish I could hear it because if I it would be so tough for me to listen to right now
1: we should try to find some old audio of ourselves i i know i've got some stuff somewhere i
2: used to have boxes of cassettes that uh had some of those on there and if i could somehow find that again maybe it's on there but then if it's on cassette i don't know how i'm getting the audio off the cassette
1: there's ways you can do it you have to buy Uh there's there's definitely ways you can do it. i think there's
2: companies that do stuff where you can send them in and they'll Make a digital copy of it.
1: Not everything's lost. Yeah. If you've got a way to get it, there's there's a way to put it on. In something.
2: my mind, it wasn't that bad. But if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, well, it's never that bad, especially when you're young. You're like, oh, this is the fucking best, man. I'm crushing it. I I'm hadn't
2: I hadn't DJed that much. I mean, really, the first couple of years, you know, for the most part, I mean, I dabbled here and there. But a lot of my early radio career was doing promotions. So, and, and doing, you know, mornings. And so I wasn't really doing it. to me, being a DJ is a different kind of talent. That's the, the difference to me is, you know, you're talking over the music a lot and, you know, I, I can do that now, but it's really being concise and good and just sounding cool. Some people just sound cool, man. They got a good flow. And I just, I don't have that,
1: but also the, especially doing hip hop DJ, if you're out I wanted to see how you would do that at, at a, you know, an outing or something. How, how would it, I never did, it never
2: did a live event. I, I only did weekends at this station. So I, I worked during the week. In fact, it was so weird because I worked at an alternative station. I did the night show an alternative station in Fresno. Then on the weekends I would drive up to the Bay area and I would do weekends. So I do alter, I was alternative Kev Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, I was hip hop Kev and it was definitely different. My alternative might be more cringy because I remember we would listen to some of the alternative stations. There's a guy, I think he's still on the radio in Los Angeles. His name was Sluggo. And he was just kind of, hey, what's up, Sluggo? And he just kind of talked like this. And alternative, you know, <laughs> at the time, it was just unpolished. And so I tried to throw a little bit of that kind of attitude into my alternative show. That's probably even worse than the hip hop. Because that was terrible. When
1: you did that Sluggo voice, that's exactly how I would think Sluggo would sound. Hey, what's going on, Sluggo? Hey, Sluggo. K-Rock. I'm going act like I don't really give a shit about anything in life, but that's kind of a shtick. yeah.
2: This this station was huge in Los Angeles, and it's still big today. Um, but it's where Jimmy Kimmel came out of, uh, Adam Carolla came out. In fact, he did, when I was there, Adam Carolla was on K-Rock. He did the, with Dr. Drew, they did the Love Lines. Or, yeah. Yeah, that, that show was on there at night. And then they had a, a legendary program director named Kevin Weatherly was his name. And they played just cool-ass music. He's the one that's famous for finding the Goo Goo Dolls song name. It wasn't something that the band was pushing, the record label was pushing. He listened to the whole CD, and he's like, this song name is really good. And he had so much power, he said, fuck, I'm going to play it. And people are like, this is a great song. And it became a monstrous hit. Probably wouldn't have if he hadn't called his shot That's and started playing it.
1: That's what's crazy about a lot of stuff in life is – there, there's a lot of great stuff out there that may never even see the light of day. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't get the, the right. right nourishment to, to make yeah. it see the light of day.
2: Radio used to have that. It doesn't so much. Radio today, for the most part, is so analytical and driven by research and numbers. And it's too bad because radio has lost those guys or those guys have lost a lot of the freedom to, in their gut, say, this is a great song. This needs to be on the radio and take that chance. And now you go from city to city, and for the most part, all radio sounds the same. It didn't used to. You would be in L.A. L.A. radio used to sound so much different than Chicago or New York radio. In fact, this was back in the 90s, so I was you know doing a little bit of hip-hop and all that. The New York hip-hop and the New York stations, your Hot ninety seven. A Kiss in New York sounded radically different than Power 106 and the Beat in your hip hop stations in Los Angeles. It was East just Coast, different West styles. Coast, it was. It was, and that was the era. Just different styles. And you could flip on a radio station, you would know where in the country you were immediately. And now now oh, they all, you know, you got iHeart that owns pretty much everything. And they have like four guys that program all the music for all their stations all across the country.
1: And they'll tell you it works, but I suggest: is there other ways that could work too? Not, that, not that one way is the way for everything. That's just life. Yeah,
2: know? it's it's the only way you had then. You know, and and now the way the rating system is set up for radio, it's tough. It it you can't lose numbers it's so competitive you can play something on streaming and that seems to be a better place to warm up music now because the losses aren't as big the stakes aren't as high and so that's unfortunately really where people discover a lot of new music now and then radio just plays the stuff that has already been discovered through streaming
1: yeah if you're a lover of music especially someone that wants to continue to find new music you have to be Mm -hmm. you have to kind of Go on your hunts yourself. Yeah, no doubt. Or go on YouTube and right. find new videos, or go on Apple Music. It's not like someone's going to be even on even on those those serious sites. Or they they they'll say they play different music, but again, they're still playing the same twenty seven songs. Mm-hmm. They say that it's, that's the the different to the, yep. to the pop game or regular commercial radio. I've got a
2: pretty good system right now, typically how I do it and find most of my stuff. I do the Apple music and then, you know, I'll listen to uh, various stations in different formats. And then I've got my playlist. And then when I hear a song that speaks to me and I'm like, oh, I like that song, I'll drop it into whatever playlist it belongs in. And then the other way is every now and then I will be out at a restaurant or at a party or someplace tailgate. And you hear a song, and I have that little app that will tell you what the song is, and then I get that and then immediately drop it in. It is
1: one of my favorite things to ever happen in life where I i hear a song for the first time and mm-hmm. it hits me over the head I yeah go, what is this, this is a great on, song on the first yeah. time you hear it yeah that doesn't happen all the time and when it does it's one of my favorite feelings if you're the a planet. lover of
2: music yeah it absolutely is it. it's a thrill that's it why really honestly is. legit I, I get off on fridays because there's just so much music that it all drops on fridays now which is great for me so friday after the show i go home and you know, get ready for the next show. But then, as soon as I'm done with that, the second I'm done, I'll be like, okay, I can. Then I go right to the music, man.
1: I, I'm so curious of what makes certain things tick for certain people because mm. I could love a song. Some of the songs I like, I know people absolutely would fucking hate. Yeah. But what yeah. makes me like it and makes other people hate it? I'm always curious of finding out what those reasons are.
2: Well, I, th- I think you've got it. It's just music's amazing because when it speaks to you, it's a culmination of all your life experiences to where you've been and the influences that have been around and your own preferences. And so that's why, to me, musical likes are so subjective is because, you know, people feel how they've grown up as to the music that then speaks to them in different styles. Well,
1: even today we did that bit where we did the best road trip playlist. I yeah. mean, we were getting trash with our mm-hmm. list. Yeah. And I thought those were all, I thought every one of those songs were fucking dumb. I love that
2: fact. I love the whole thing. It was great because to me, that's the style of what you want on a, on a road trip.
1: I wish we could have put more, I wish we could have put some hip hop. We put none on there. Well, then I was, and I, the only reason why I didn't, because I honestly thought, you were going to go hip hop heavy. And I was trying to combat that. And you, you kind of did the same. We all did kind of the same list.
2: Here's the thing. I'll tell people about road trip music. Cause I, I I love road trips and I, to me, music's got to speak to the moment. And when you have hip hop, you're like, okay, you want to move around. You want to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're sitting in your car seat. There's a certain tempo and a sound and a feel that I want. That's why the songs that I chose, they spoke to me, and they're better to listen to in a car. That's the, why road trip playlists are different than a party playlist or anything like that. I don't necessarily want party hip hop while I'm doing a road trip. See,
1: I disagree. There's certain songs where there's definitely hip hop where you mm-hmm. don't have to, you know, you don't have to fucking torque while you're driving. If but we're it, going on a
2: short distance from one bar to the next, hip hop's awesome. If I am on the road for six hours,
1: hip hop ain't going to be what I'm going to play. Now, there, they, you, if I did a, an hour of if I had a road trip that mm-hmm. was eighteen hours, I did an hour and a half of some Tupac and some Biggie for about an hour. We're mixing with some Bone. That that, that that's a nice stretch of yeah. like driving. around. see right that's there.
2: that's your experiences speaking to you for sure. So to me, I'm I'm to me I'm <laughs> one in stuff that's more, you know, kind of probably mid tempo and sing along type songs.
1: You motherfuckers hate Bone Thugs and Harmony. I swear. You got
2: it's okay. It's, you know, it doesn't speak to me the way it does you. And they're from Ohio. Yeah, they're Cleveland, right? They are Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's not the love? What's wrong with me, Hip-hop man?
1: Kev would like them. Yeah. Back in the day.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you see, Lisa said, yeah, she was loving the Free For All Friday today. She said, the music's making me happy, driving to work. Glad you liked it, Lisa. So, yeah, it's fun to spike a few little different songs in there on a Friday. Appreciate that. Uh, Holly talking about music. She said, uh, Kev was talking about, uh, the hectic lifestyle. And you referenced a Duran Duran song called the reflex. I was listening to Spotify tonight and I heard beat it by Michael Jackson. And the lyrics really stood out to me. The lyrics say they'll kick you. Then they'll beat you. Then they'll tell you it's fair. So beat it, but you want to be bad. She said, it summarizes my experience in a high-paid corporate position that I walked away from. I was beaten emotionally to put up with it because of pride until I didn't. Yeah, that's and that's it. Just little things like that. That's, that's how it is, man. Something in a song. Just it speaks to you and then it just imprints on you well
1: there's certain songs you like because the melody is good and you kind of can forgive some lyrics you may not necessarily mm-hmm. love you like I, yeah. it's a good song i love the chorus then there's those songs that have the melody and the chorus and the lyrics are amazing and those are that's a special that's a yeah, special everything. moment.
2: Yeah, you're right. There's different ways to grade a song, and it's it's rare that you have songs that hit it on all three counts. So You're talking lyrics, melody, rhythm, beat, tempo, whatever it might be. There's some
1: Billy Joel mm-hmm. songs I love, but they're not necessarily my favorite lyrically. Right. But yeah. they're great songs, but then there's some where you go, oh, man, it's everything. There, there's no fat on this steak. Yeah,
2: you just hit it out of the park. A lot of uh, helpful hints here for Denny's. He was talking earlier this morning about just trying to figure out with his new baby Lachlan at home, how to do the sleep thing. Cause Lachlan uh, apparently he crashes out from 6 to 8 p.m. And then after 8 p.m., dude is up and rate a freaking party man till like midnight or 1 a.m. And so that's proving to be a bit challenging for Denny's. Uh, got uh, Chelsea's. So he said, Yeah, we had two babies in the last two years. And Denny's, I definitely experienced the witching hour. Two things that really help are bringing a baby outside or putting him in water, like a little bath time. Although he probably cannot uh, give Lachlan a full bath yet because his umbilical cord is on. He can still put his head under some water, like he could use the sink and rinse his head area while he's swaddled up in a blanket. Also swaddling him during this time in a dark, cool room with white noise or shushing. Babies really like the shushing because it's supposed to remind them of the sounds of the womb. I know it sounds crazy, but it helps. Put him in a baby swing for movement, if you have one available to you. And then leading up to his witching hour, have Jen feed him as much as he wants to keep him full, cluster feeding. Also having her feed him on demand during the day as much as she can to keep him full and be sure he gets full feedings and not snacks. Once he's able to take a bath, establish a really solid bedtime routine to keep him associated with bedtime, bath, bottle, book, rocking, bed, during the day, make sure to keep the house bright to allow him to associate between night and day. And white noise is your
0: best friend. Uh, it makes sense why they were pumping it through the... Uh, I could hear it in the um, uh, the, the room you go postpartum. Uh, okay. They had a uh, white noise going. I, I noticed when I went in the corner, it was constant. So, yeah, Dude, it must be.
1: White noise is awesome. Or any kind of little back back noise you can have, that really does... I, I think it's just for some humans... It's, it's a cool thing. And you said you don't like going to bed in silence either, right, No, Kev? it's tough. Are you able to put on a little... Oh, uh, you have your fan, fan you like. Fan
2: is what God, I do. But yeah, yeah. your, your advice was good. Uh, probably when I start going away, I'll look up a, a YouTube thing or something to uh, give me some kind of noise, or maybe there's a noise app that somebody could recommend that you would play.
1: I feel like there's been an explosion of these YouTube videos, the, the sleep stuff, because I've been listening to them for quite a while, and now... There's got some trippy shit going on out there. There's there's somewhere you can go to bed and you got a thunderstorm in the background, but it's got this fucking mystical unicorn that yeah. every on every hour and a half it'll just run out of these mystical looking woods yeah. so if you can't sleep and mm-hmm. you want to just have that in the back the backdrop you go oh there's a unicorn right I don't know it's, just, it's fucking weird it's just getting weird is what I'm saying okay it's getting weird the market's being oversaturated and it's getting weird
0: it used to be just storm sounds or yes. white noise now it's, it'll be yeah like water trickling down a cityscape with trucks with, tri- with leprechauns
1: for, driving yeah for five hours it's getting fucking weird and I love it <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Whoa,
0: Kevin! <laughs> swallowed a fly. I swallowed a fly the other day. It's so I I felt you feel bad on every level possible. I was walking oh. the dog. It flew in my mouth. I felt it bounce around, and then I by accident swallowed while it was doing that. <laughs> it's kind of like a double-pumped on swallowing. You ever done that? It's like, yeah. Hey, that- <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely done it. Yeah. yeah,
2: double pump. I don't know why I was doing that. <laughs> uh, Stasi said, Often newborns have night and day confused, and they will sleep through the day a lot, <clears throat> and then they'll stay up at night. You need to make sure the baby doesn't nap too much during the day. After the baby wakes up in the morning and after you feed him, Make sure you open the blinds and take the baby to a nice, sunny, light area of the house and engage the baby. Keep him awake for an hour or so. Then when the baby naps, don't let him nap for more than two hours. Having a newborn is tough. Good luck. Yes. These are all just
0: the kind of things you learn as you go along. What in doubt, unicorn it out. I'll send you a link. All right. Unicorn. I I like that. A lot of colors. (laughs) It's so visually... I, I don't know what he can see at the moment. Uh, I think it's kind of just light and dark. He can see shadows and shapes, maybe.
1: Yeah, when do you start really... Well, when? What age would he be able to identify someone's face?
0: Yeah, it's good. I, if you get real close, I think he could see uh, maybe a little bit. But yeah, I think he recognizes Jen's face and my face. But he, he might not. He might just not be able to see very well. He might just rec- recognize uh, maybe like scent or... yeah.
1: For example, let's say the Kevin Rawson's one years old. Okay, and <laughs> right. you... Going back. You witness a murder with, let's say, a meat cleaver. Mm. Are you able to, at all... Is, is that something... Are you so young, you're not going to recall anything? I mean, you see the whole thing go down. It's right in front of That's you. That's
2: the premise of Dexter. So, That's what I
1: said the other day. You're so young. Do mm. you even... so does Subconsciously, does that sink in? Or you're just so young, fuck down. No, mm. you, you might as well have been watching a cartoon.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think probably every experience that you've had in your life somehow is a culmination. Now, I'm sure it has it to varying degrees because there will be a moment in your life that radically change who you are. But I think that every experience and uh, every stimulation that you have somehow is molding and shaping you and you know, working with your own intuitions to make you the person you are.
1: That's how they start Dexter. That's a pretty cool way to start it. I believe he
0: witnesses his mother being killed. Yeah, in a very gruesome manner. And he's just sitting there watching it as a baby. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Dad, that's a good, that's a that pretty good a, opening. Yeah.
0: So that's one, Jen, uh, she, loves, she loved the TV show. I don't know if she loved how, again, how everyone says the ending and then the season they came out with way later yeah. about his son was uh-huh. kind of, she thought was like, all right, I guess. It was, you know, the thing about
2: it, it was, it was all right. It was pretty good. And you're like, oh, I'm liking it. And then they got right to the end Ugh. and they fucking screwed the pooch again and fucked it all up. They did something that was so dumb and it was such a betrayal of character of Dexter Ugh. that you can't get over it. And that that's why writing that is good, it's, it's gotta be. Look, you can do different things with characters when you like, they would never do that. It, it would be yeah. like yeah. all of a sudden it, it ends. You're doing something about Jaybird's life and he's in an olive bar. And you're like, the fucking guy hates olives. Well, it's why just cool. a bad
0: detail that ruins that character. And then
2: you're like, why? why? And they and they don't explain it. You're like, wait, why is Jaybird at the olive bar? It's like,
1: kind of the complaint people out with some of the Star Wars shit, or they made Luke into a bitch. You go, why are you making Luke the most hopeful person ever into yeah, this old, true. bitter old yeah. fuck that's out? You know, well, he's like, f- fuck everybody. You, you don't
2: know him as that. And, and you picked up his life, and they don't really explain why is he this way. You got to at least, if he's radically different than he used to be, have it
1: make sense to me. Just don't have him be this way, because now all of a sudden he's like a different character. We talk because me and Denny love The Office, and so does Jen, and so does Suits. Yes. And we'll talk about that often. Towards the end, there's betrayal of characters, where people start doing things they normally wouldn't do. And I'm all about having the character evolve, yeah. but there's certain things you know. Yes. Just, it doesn't make sense at all why they would do it. You know, mm-hmm. and That's a betrayal of the character. And that's when you lose people. Well, when it's when it's a true betrayal is
2: when they do it and they don't acknowledge it. Now, yes, you could have somebody do because sometimes that I'm in my, but Why did I do that? Like that's so unlike yeah. me. But you have to really put a highlight on that and explain that and point that out. Put a spotlight on it and say this is so out of character. Why did they do that? Agreed. Mm-hmm. And that would make that. But in the Dexter, he did it. No acknowledgement. You're like. He wouldn't do that. That's not the guy for how many seasons you had him do. Like, that's a complete betrayal of who the guy is.
0: Game of Thrones, another one, final season, a lot of betrayal of character. And there's
2: no explanation for
0: why you get there. I think you get too many hands in the jar, especially with Star Wars. They have 90 people writing this stuff, right? I know that you Could be, yeah. You got so many people with different perspectives on how they think it should go. I'm so with you on that. It's almost almost why I think – no, I think
2: a lot of times they do. You have a head writer, and and ultimately they're it. They're the final say. You guys can all give suggestions, but I am the true filter of all this, and it has to just go through my mind. Thank you for the suggestions, but I know who this person is. You can plant seeds – but I'm the one who's the ultimate farmer I harvest. Well,
1: that's why when I found that George Lucas wasn't doing the the newer Star Wars, he had no hand in it. You're he, what? Nothing. And that's he was, tough to do. He, he wasn't. A, well, that's why I like I like his creation of it. I didn't like other these other new this new bullshit. Well, yeah. it's, it's a different it's a different band. I'm listening to a different band's music at that point. You get magic
0: in a bottle with certain circumstances if that come together. The Beatles came together. You had four artists that made music that people remember. Mm. It has to have that magic. You can take a winning formula and apply. It to five different people who don't win, and it sucks because it's just it it loses that step. It loses that heart. It loses whatever that it factor was. Even
1: sometimes if you take out someone that's a good bass player of a band, Uh it changes everything. It does change the the whole fucking recipe. Van Halen had that.
2: Van Halen had uh, bass player Michael Anthony, and uh, it wasn't necessarily his playing. He did all the backup vocals, and the really high singing... Was Michael Anthony. And he was the imprint, the background noise of everything. When you took him out of the band, you're like, whoa, they sound radically different now.
0: It changes. It's a humongous dynamic. Each person brings a big slice to the table in that case. Uh And I'm not
1: saying it doesn't work after. It just, it always does change the ingredients of the cake's going to taste just a little bit different.
2: Yeah. I think in a lot of situations that I've seen, though, the dynamic and creative situations, For me, my personal experience and observation, it works best when you have all creative minds, but you ultimately, like I was saying, have that one person that they are the determinant of what goes on. Because I've seen bands often break up where they all think they have an equal share. And sometimes when you have polarizing views and nobody's the one that is greenlighting something, you then hit gridlock. Mm -hmm. And where do we go? Because we all have equal power in saying this. and they're just finally like, fuck it. I'm going to go do my own well, thing. Cause I know this idea is right.
1: I think it's different for every situation. I know. I think some cases you do need someone doing that, but there's other times where partnerships work really good. It's always too about how you're, and managing. how agreeable are you? It's about managing your ego and being able to, to give or take There are going to be times in life where you have to give up a little bit to be able to get some stuff. That's what partnership is, especially on a creative level. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Dennis. No,
0: but it's true. Cause you're all creating something. It's like having a baby with somebody not to, it's just it's my world right now. But <laughs> yeah. But you're it's an equal partnership. If right. you're writing music, you're putting you know, your idea out there, there's nothing more damaging to your ego than when somebody doesn't like an idea of yours. Well, yeah. and I think that you look at the band Oasis, and I think that might be <laughs> their problem. These are two guys yeah. that when they
2: get together, it's like, okay, we got 50 50 share on what becomes an Oasis song. And they're like, no, that sucks. No, that sucks. Fuck you. Fuck you. And aren't, we're not going to talk for sure.
1: If I had to guess, I feel like they, those two brothers of Oasis, they can't even agree on where to go to <laughs> fucking lunch. Yes. I yeah. think I, right. I, there's probably yeah. one that's worse than the other as far as poking the bear, because that's just probably the dynamic, and it gets to a point where you go, I can't even fucking talk about having a sandwich with this motherfucker. Without an argument. Without an argument. That's Mm -hmm. expensive on on the psyche.
2: Absolutely, and you can (laughs) see it's probably too toxic getting together, trying to make music together and coordinate everything, that they need a decade apart after doing, what, a (laughs) five-date tour? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) It's your blood, Uh and it's also a guy who you can make just millions and millions of dollars with, and you can't they get it
0: together. Can't get past it. It's like why, it's why we love watching the Metallica clips. They have oh. to have people speak for them because they can't speak to each other anymore.
1: That's I mean that's when you really you don't fucking. Well, like they who go. You're I was too crazy, right? I was
0: talking to the therapist, and he this was what he said. He really thought maybe we should you know get together a little bit before we you know get together. You know,
1: to me, when I hear people that if you can't come together, on you guys must have such a personality conflict where you can't put it to away to, to do something creative. Yeah.
0: That's
1: insane. Simon
0: and Garfunkel, man. they oh, they, they They axed each
2: other.
1: <laughs>
2: they hated each other. They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, so it uh, was Paul Simon, the guy's done touring. No more live shows. I think hearing
1: when. The motherfucker. How
0: old is he? Just He's been of,
1: around for a minute.
0: So I love Paul Simon, but the last eight years that I've seen of live stuff from him, he has... 81. Oh, dude, I mean, it could put up put the hat on the door, man.
1: 81. <laughs> yeah. My my hat's off too. if you're in, if you're in your 70s doing that shit and I still able to carry it, too. Totally.
0: He yeah. just he was looking like he should just take some time off and chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> but he's I mean, one of my favorites too. I love Paul Simon. Man, if
1: you could, if you could make it 81. That's to me that's a good run. You deserve the rest.
0: Pretty sure that's
1: J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Jenna said, uh, please tell the new Daddy D. Congrats on the gorgeous son of his. Thank you. I hope that uh, Jenna's recovering well. I know firsthand C-sections are a son of a bitch. Word of the wise, don't let her bend down or lifting anything over like four to five pounds for the first week or week and a half. I drove home to Florida from Virginia Tech two and a half days after my C-section. I started doing too much and
0: ripped open my incision. It was no Ooh. joke. Oh. Even driving, though, she shouldn't even have been driving. Oh, really? Yeah, because you're pushing on a gas pedal, you're pushing on the brakes. And that's, I mean, dude, think about it. Even if you just lean forward right now and pick up something or move your foot, that moves your core of your body. It's all attached to that, s- that lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. So it sucks, man.
1: I noticed that a lot of people wanted to tell Denny's the worst experience people would have during their pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> when, I love gave, that. when I gave my kidney away, people would always tell me the, the worst horror stories oh, about my giving a kidney away. You're like, okay, is this supposed to make me feel better?
0: So every nurse that came in, they all, I feel nurses, they all give birth at the place they work at. It seemed like that just from what I picked up there that because they all trust each other. But they come in, yeah, Jen would be recovering like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. So when I had a C-section, so-and-so it happened. I heard so many C-section stories in the last
1: week. <laughs> Oh, I bet. Just, I, that's
0: a tough day. The most graphic yeah, I, stuff, too. I, I can, you
2: you, can you imagine just sitting around for an hour and hearing horrible C-section stories?
1: Oh, my gosh. When we were at an event, it was either somebody coming up and telling a, a horror story about a pregnancy that they went through or someone telling me, yeah, you and Denny's friendship's about to change. You guys are not going to be as close. <laughs> like, all right. Okay, guys. <laughs> I, right. We, he's not going off to war. Yeah. He's <laughs> raising a kid. I, I, I spent all, all week with him.
0: <laughs> Nothing's going to change. I think <laughs> the, the initial out-of-the-gate is the most challenging because I mean, I even noticed it with just a puppy, it just takes constant observation. Yeah. And then I think, you know, over time, obviously it does, but as you progress, you, you can starts yeah. getting a little leniency there.
1: Look, life changes, you got to roll with the punches. That's 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 how it is. You're not the first friend that I've had that's well, had a baby, and every single
0: person or, or more or less on the planet ends up having kids, you know, exactly. a lot of people do. So it's something that our infrastructure is built to handle, you know,
1: and, and you guys really, I, I mean it when I say. You're always so lucky and blessed when you've got people in your family able to help out. Those helping hands mm-hmm. oh, really huge. make such a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I got the mother-in-law in town. She's been, I mean, more than helpful. Uh, just because, I mean, it's Jen at home right now. Once I wrap here, I'm home for the rest of the day, running the dog around, getting all that stuff done. But it's great to have that overlap. And then I believe my mother is coming uh, in about two and a half weeks. Okay, that's uh, cool. And we're kind of doing that switching out. And it's it's really just a, you know, extra set of eyes, extra set of hands is, is clutch.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Get, get that audio f- edit for Kevin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're talking
2: about how science is going to be making babies in twenty five years. The technology is going to be absolutely insane. They'll just be able to make babies in labs. They can use a blood cell.
0: They could even take a hair sample and make a baby out of that. What do yeah. you think about designer babies? That's the premise of Gattaca, the movie. It's also yeah, yeah. A Brave New World, the book. Gosh, it's just, it's just, man, you've taken
2: uh, a, a lot out of God's hands, man. And, uh, you know, look, I, I can argue it. Initially, I, I think it's optimistic and positive, but it's freaking scary, man. And you just start thinking about certain little elements. And we could design superhumans that could live a radically different life than any normally created human. And you wonder, could it be, let's imagine 50 years in the future, could it be a danger to have normal intercourse that you might accidentally make a child? And you'd be like, oh my gosh, we accidentally got pregnant that way. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because your kid would come out at such a disadvantage from a kid that's created in a lab. Could you imagine at two subsects of species – natural born and oh you got cy-
1: cyborg carl he's he's pitching and it, now it, you get to go against cyborg it, carl it
2: really could that could be the future of imagine two different systems this is a movie right here well so that's, that's you become the slaves and the lower class if you were born naturally where two people got together and oops got you pregnant and you had a baby versus i was created to be smarter faster stronger everything else than you you be, you going to be my bitch and then that's what society is look
1: the way i look at it i mean i'm 46 years old i don't give a fuck what y'all do with your kids and what you, you raise them how you want but it's not my cup of soda personally yeah. designing your own baby and all that i i, I would want to like kevin saying it, it takes a lot out of the equation and that's at the low level you are talking about you know other stuff. Uh, we're going to get to the point where we're designing... The worry is that somebody
2: could snatch a hair, any kind of DNA. And did you see the other story they had? They can snatch your DNA out of the air now.
0: Yeah, I did see that. I didn't read it because it, it kind of it scares freaking me. freaking
2: <laughs> insane. So you could walk by a celebrity, snatch their DNA out of the... If you know what you're doing. Like, you, mm-hmm. you had the know-how, you had the equipment, whatever, but you had mad scientists. You snatch any celebrity's DNA out of the air just being in their presence and then
0: you go into the lab and you make a baby based off of their dna so you think they go in their house because of the dust that comes off a human and it's, it just goes in the air that's probably what they're grabbing is the skin cells probably yeah, yeah. so if you went into a celebrity's house and just used a vacuum or whatever scientific thing they use for that and then you extract the dna from the air i mean no doubt
1: so the people the, the debate will always be whether we should be doing this stuff or whether we should not be doing this stuff, and then the people say, "Well, why should we not be doing it if they, if whoever created us gave us the ability yeah. to go deep into science and figure this out? Isn't that part of the process?" That, that's what they're going to say. Now, on a more different level, with you know a spiritual side, they're going to go, "No, that's not good for humans. That's not good for." We're taking it into our
2: own hands. Exactly. Right. That, that has been the argument is that, you know, God has made humans to be able to think up these things and to evolve. And this ultimately then is part of God's plan. What's the right answer? Nobody knows question. for yeah. sure. And that that's the, you're at, you're at a fork in the road. And the question is, do we continue down the road of progress or do we go down the road of purposely trying to put a lid on our own ingenuity because we're afraid of
1: the outcomes. I really don't want to be a person that's saying, oh, no technology ever. But some of this shit does sound fucking crazy for humans right now in this time. Mm -hmm. How we are as humans in 2023, a lot of this does sound as if it could threaten our way. Of life. Mm
0: -hmm. But in the 1950s, Rod Sterling was very afraid of nuclear threatening our way of life, which it does. But we've also (laughs) turned it into power supply. Yeah. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've gotten good technology from it as well. It might be the
1: future of power,
0: clean energy. So, I mean, where is the line drawn? Because, I mean, that's only, what, 70 years ago? Yeah, Yeah. there's
1: going to be good and bad on all the stuff Everything you're talking about, so someone can say, yeah, you're cloning body parts. That's great. You're cloning my dog. That's weird.
2: When I referenced this yesterday here on the uh, ATS, talking about the issues we're having now with people not wanting to have families, the nuclear family and having kids and whatnot, living their best life, and we're getting an aging population. And here's the number. In 2020, about one in six people in the U.S. were aged 65 and over. One in six in 2020, 65 and over. You go back a hundred years to 1920. That proportion was less than one in twenty. Wow! So we're at one in six. It was at one in twenty, and that's why people are alarmed with the low birth rates that we're having, saying we got a bunch of old motherfuckers on this planet, and it's always been the youth yes. were there yeah. to take over, and that ain't the case anymore.
0: It's disproportionate. It's also bad for our social security.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) I've I've talked to a few people who feel like (laughs) this is the beginning of the end. Do you ever, you ever feel that Kevin, you're a religious fan. I personally do not think that,
2: but But they, this has been something that every generation has said going back 2000 years when they started (laughs) documenting thoughts and words down that we could pass. And yeah, I mean, you, you go to the first century Christians and, uh, You know, two thousand years ago, and they thought this was it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus gonna be back in like a week, and then we (laughs) we getting out of here and. Uh, 2,000 years later, here we are.
1: It really is a dime a dozen story in the yeah. history of humanity where every generation, hey, the old motherfuckers. Yeah, because scary. The young motherfuckers. It's, it is scary. Yes. You are on a
2: roller coaster ride without a lap belt and you are going fast and you're like this, I've never been here. No one's ever ridden this thing. It's terrifying. Well,
1: being on Earth and being born and being alive when you break it down, which we don't do enough, mm. is fucking weird. No one really knows why we're here. We're we're, we show up and then we're taught through teachings and through other people of what our possible purpose is. But no one really knows what the fuck's going on. It's all
0: theories. It, it's all
1: theories. It's, it really yeah. is. It's, this is weird enough just as it is.
2: It is. Nicole said, she said, considering that there is such little regulation on the fertility industry, the idea of creating lab babies is terrifying. Research, donor conception and fertility fraud. And you can see where this could go. I'll
0: look that up. Well, so, going back to that, if you watch the movie Gattaca, the premise is that they started designing babies, and we're talking into the future, and then there's people that still have normal intercourse, and those kids are considered second-class citizens. Mm -hmm. But they're also not allowed, they now have the technology and the time to go to Mars, and anyone who is not designer-born cannot go to Mars. And the main premise is the main character wants to go to Mars. So he takes the identity of somebody who is in the upper class... Yeah. Who is a designer baby? And then he uses his identity to get to Mars. That's the premise of that movie.
2: Yeah, some crazy sci-fi stuff, which is becoming sci-fi reality. If
1: you could go back and do designer Kev, you make your dick a little bigger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could probably change the eyes first.
1: Eyes but yeah. over, over I mean dog. it's part of
2: your identity though. No, I know, I- I but I yeah. really agree. That's like, not a good thing. It's
1: like taking off like Sarah Jessica Parker took off her mole. Yeah. And she said she regretted it. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Okay. She did. Damn. Keep the beady eyes, huh?
1: Kids dude, yeah. it's your look.
0: As I, as I get older, I mean, I almost, you want all these stuff. Everything that makes you, 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 you kind of, you earned it over time. And, it's, and then you've are, used it.
1: Your eyes aren't beady. Your eyes look great, but you do look like you were Photoshopped in pictures for some reason. That's been something that's been weird. It is weird, since yeah. Since I've known Even you. Even photos yeah. you're really <laughs> at. And I, it's, this is not just a crazy Jaybird theory. I've had people. So like, I could live
2: forever. You guys I, could just I, Photoshop I, me in photos. I, and be like going, Gosh, Kev, like never aged, some, stayed the same.
1: Something mystical about yeah. you. <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, more of uh, he's got a couple call outs here. He said, "I'm calling out murder-eyed Boston banger." <laughs> See, there's the eye thing again. There oh, it is. Man.
1: Don't, don't don't let it get yeah. you. It
2: makes you strong though. Dude, give reproducer Denny's a few days off to chill with his new baby. Yeah, or dude is underpaid and overworked. Amen, yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, feel you. <laughs> you beady-eyed fuck. Next, I'd like to call out Tweety Bird for his long-standing smear campaign against Mrs. Doubtfire. Just because a man does everything he can to be with his kids does not make him a bad person. I didn't say that. Maybe you need to rewrite the baby Lachlan song to say you'll do almost anything for him, but you won't do that. Lastly, I'd like to call out the whole show (laughs) for your online polls. The same folks who question every other thousand person poll from random research companies then puts up their own 50 person social media poll and is amazed at the results. Hence your tugboat Willie at work poll from this week. And not to mention that the majority of your poll participants are chatroom Ronnies and Rebecca's, who are most likely street workers because they are listening and watching like every single day. Thank you for your time. That is all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude,
1: it's free.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Dowfer that's funny though. there's a lot of people who are portrayed as heroes in movies that are actually villains, like Captain Hook. yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I think he's, Peter Pan's technically the villain in that story. He kidnaps kids from the real world, brings them back to his world, and when they grow up, he drops them off on an island or kills them. Kind of messed up, dude. Captain Hook grows old, he got all pissed off, and now he's hunting him because he hates that guy. Technically, Captain Hook is the good guy in that story.
1: Well, you're right. Peter Pan is a dick, he, right? He is A, a psychotic dick. dick. He's
0: absolutely psychotic.
1: He's worse than Mrs. Delphine. And By the way, I, st- I changed nothing. That email did nothing to change my stance. In fact, I fucking hate that movie even harder now.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, all right, he does everything to stay with his family except for take care of his family. He, yeah, he exactly. disguises himself as a British maid.
1: He does everything for his family except for take care of his family. If
0: he just did that mm-hmm. in, the, in the beginning of the movie.
1: That's why, that, that's why Dennis is my boy. So he, he gets
0: do- it. Doing dinosaur raps.
1: Yeah, he's a selfish <laughs> prick. It's all, it's all about him, Kevin. A couple of thoughts
2: on your vehicle vandalism. Michelle said, uh, Bird, you need to know there's a dash cam with front and rear cameras. There's some that actually turn on once contact with the vehicle is made. They're pretty cheap now. You can get them on Amazon. Very good quality pics.
1: Okay, I love it. My dad was pissed. He heard that segment, and he called me. He's like, do I got to kick some ass? What <laughs> the hell is going on? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I Oh, well, We're getting to the bottom of it. We're, 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 we're going to get some answers. Probably not, but we're we're, we're trying. <laughs> and Anna said, since you're talking about Cuban
2: sandwiches today, for the love of God, please check out these bad boys. They are Lay's Wavy Cuban Sandwich, flavored with other natural
1: flavors. You can maybe throw that on your Cuban sandwich. Ooh, okay, here, I'm going to give Lay's a great compliment, and I'm going to take it right back. I love Lay's and their creative side. They... Go balls to the wall with bringing you some different new flavors. Now here's the bad part. I don't think they're good flavors. Yeah. I, I think they've executed it in such a shitty oh, really? way. It's too greasy. Uh, I'm not some grease, but Lay's a greasy-ass chip.
0: I've grown out of the greasy chips, man. I
1: think I, it's a young man's game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then Chris, he said this. He's like, if you guys tried this, you got... Mr. Beast Bar, D's Nuts, milk chocolate with peanut butter. Ooh, Yeah, we talked about the D's Nuts and uh, the branding of it. And we're like, that's pretty smart. Because a lot of people buy it just because of the name. You could have a terrible product.
1: But, yeah, it's D's Nuts. I, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. Fun. That looks delicious. Yeah, I get people
2: buying it even if they don't care for it. So, Gosh, man,
1: you never get the urge just to say fuck it. A fuck it Friday and say, Queen, we're going to get some. Some. You and my fuck
2: are different. They I, are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will. I I'll maybe go a little crazy with some chips and salsa, but that's, a, that's as big as my <laughs> fucking a, gets. Such a different a Very fuck different fucking than what burger has got going. Yeah. Daddy's a I'm kind of like, like, fuck it. Yours is like, fuck oh, it. Oh,
1: fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah yours is more
2: of a elongated, really getting into it, man. Daddy's just
1: <laughs> seen some of my worst fucking moments. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, Bird. What are you trying to prove?
0: Every now and then I'll lose control, but man, I regret it.
1: We lost control about two weeks ago where we, Daddy's left Give an house. example. How
2: much did you eat in the one sitting? What did you guys go through?
1: That time... When, when, for one person. When we went, we got all those cakes. And yeah, we got, mean, we got pizza. We had cakes. We went to Joseph's Classic Market.
0: So that's where you get in trouble because you could buy such variety. Yeah, exactly. That's what we mean by getting in trouble. I'm eating like 10 different things and usually 10 different pastries that I never would. Would you just take like a bite of it or are you eating the no, whole thing? I'll eat a whole or a half thing.
1: Okay. Yeah, it all depends on... A lot of times, you know how I am. I like to collect the food and go go get it, have it, and then just kind of know it's there. And sometimes Denny's may eat, and I I, I won't. I may not eat that much, or yeah. I may snack a little bit, uh-huh. but just knowing I've got that pile of food waiting for me just gives me such a a, a de- comfort, a delight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saddle up,
2: safety blanket.
1: I just. Something about having it there, knowing it's there, and, yeah. and there's such a mound of food yeah. waiting for what What is
2: not? There's anxiety.
1: I, 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 I would think I was raised in a food anxiety culture, yes. Did at you my ever go house. hungry as a child? No, but you always had scavengers. The food would come in there, and I had an older brother, I had an older sister, I had my mom, I had Aunt Anne. You had a fucking fight to get that.
2: So there was anxiety that you would go and look for that thing that you were looking forward to, and it was gone. Huh. yes. And yeah. so now it's like you're all, you're trying to establish your own boundaries.
1: There's nothing worse than thinking you've got an, a, a corn dog to go put in the microwave. Yeah. And you go to you're going to get and it's gone. And it's and gone. And it's gone. Dis- that's Understood. the ultimate
2: disappointment for you.
1: Well, a ten year old Jaybird can't fucking go get another corn dog. Yeah, like I dream about it. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think that bleeds into my adult.
0: So it's different for Kevin and I because you're a single child. I have a brother. Yeah. My sister was much older, so I didn't really have the issue, but. Yeah, it seems like I didn't have to ever fight for food. Or, you know, not like you had
1: to fight for it, but there's a
0: chance that it could have been eaten while you were not there. I I never had. I did not want
1: anyone to get twisted. We never went hungry. It wasn't Mm. as if, I'm just saying, there was competition. Trying to understand. There's a food chain. My brother would get five corn dogs. I would get two. Yeah. Just there was a, you had to to get in there.
2: Yeah. And you got a big brother that eats a lot of food.
1: Look, man, if if I'm I'm nine or 10, my brother's at that point 17, 18 years old. It was a fucking tank. He'd eat the whole whole fridge. Teenage yeah. hunger. Yeah. He still brings up the fact that when I was 16 years old, I ate his Chinese food. He took a nap and I just got off of high school <laughs> yeah. and I had that that teenage hunger. Yeah. And I just had those teenage I i fuck it feeling. feelings. Oh, there's that, there's that oh there was so much chicken yeah. and so much rice and noodles. Yeah. And I ate all of it. And I yeah. remember I hear I heard him get up. Go to the refrigerator, and I heard him scream, and I ran out of the house. I couldn't, I couldn't,
2: I didn't. You don't ask who was coming. No, it's
1: fuck. It was worth it. It was so good to me.
2: Got this uh, from Anders. It's a uh, sign. It looks like it's a whole bunch of plants that they have here, and they have them grouped into different categories. This category that they have, it's called. Bog dwellers and heavy drinkers. <laughs> and it says, describe Floridians in five words bog dwellers and heavy drinkers. <laughs> Wait, there you go.
1: Where's that at? I think I know that place. Do you? Okay. That's on like Northwick Boulevard. I, could, I, could be, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I could be wrong. Don't know. Yeah, that
0: looks like middle of the state, possibly,
2: too. Okay, well there you go. Did I end the podcast? No, the podcast is going to end anyway. Right. It's gotta, I mean, it's got, eventually it's got to end. Everybody thinks that something went wrong. Oh shit, they're going to leave. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of
1: ended. Like, I fucking know that tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then the music hits. <laughs> uh, One no, uh, uh, yeah,
2: kind uh, <laughs> Let's try to
0: bounce uh, yeah. back from that. Last. <laughs> no,
2: it was going to end anyway, but it did end weak. <laughs> it was a yeah. shitty, yeah. End. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> a terrible ending. We had great momentum until that, yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I completely agree. Oh man. All right, Vicious V back with us uh, next week. We'll be back on Tuesday. We're going to take that uh, Memorial Day off. Y'all be good, man. Hopefully we'll see you guys out. Have fun. Be safe. We'll see you back here Tuesday. Goodbye.